Three years ago, Isla lost about 75 pounds within 15 months with hypnosis. And today, we are going to hear about her success story and her experience going through the weight loss journey with hypnosis. Welcome to the Mind Over Body podcast. This is your host and certified hypnotherapist, B. Thank you for joining me today. Today, I have a very special guest who had a great success with hypnotherapy. So she's going to share with us her weight loss journey, weight loss story, and how did everything go. Three years ago, Isla lost about 75 pounds within 15 months with hypnosis. And from that point on, her life changed so much that she decided to become a hypnotherapist herself. And today, we're going to hear about her success story and her experience going through the weight loss journey with hypnosis. So I think this is going to be really inspirational for so many of you out there to really have a clear idea about what to expect with hypnosis and how it's possible to everyone because it was possible to Isla. That means it can be possible to you too. So let's jump into my interview with Isla and let's hear about her magical story. Hi, Isla, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, B, for having me. This is exciting. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. Yes, I'm really excited to have you. I think it's going to be really inspirational for so many people out there to hear your story and what it took you to get here um, with hypnosis. So let's jump right into it. Can you start by telling us about um, where you were physically and mentally before you started hypnotherapy? I was, uh, I was in a blue funk. I was huge. I was over 250 pounds. I'm five, six. So that's not a very good, mm-hmm. especially like, you know, 38 years ago, I was a hundred pounds and I had three kids and part of that blah, blah. But, um, prior about a year and a half prior to, you know, I mean, I was still heavy. I'd been heavy for years, but about a year and a half prior to deciding to see a hypnotherapist, I had gotten sick. It was January of 2016. And I had, um, got a fever for about three or four days and it actually fried my olfactory nerves and it created a disorder called anosmia, A-N-O-S-M-I-A. So I can't taste anything and my smell is about 1%. Wow. So I'm trying to, working with doctors, scans, CTs, MRIs, scopes, steroids, blood, anything that maybe reverse it, but those particular nerves are not regeneratable, blah, blah, blah. So I found out. Anyway, it, it attacked my nose, and it's been like that for almost five years now. So I'm dealing with this back then, and I didn't know what to do, and I was trying to um, will myself into tasting again, you know, I'm creating an eating disorder all at the same time. If I can just maybe one more bite, maybe I'll taste the next bite. And I was making my food spicier and spicier, anything. Anyway, it got to a point where my ENT is like, Isla, you're in a really bad place. So I started thinking about it and I looked over at my computer and I saw this ad that just happened to pop up while I'm just contemplating 
what's going on in my life. I'm in a horrible marriage. And um, I, I had a great job, though, at the time. And I was in law school. And I saw this ad on, on my computer and it said, Westside Hypnotherapy. I'm like, well, he doesn't look like a bad bloke. So I called him. I just, you know, give a call for a consult. All right, I'll call. And I talked to this guy named Jake Rubin. And oh. he's in West LA and he's phenomenal. But anyway, he, um, he for, in a 10-minute phone call, I had so much, I felt so much better. I had somebody to talk to. I didn't even know I needed that much help. Two days later, I'm in his office. This was August of 2017 at the beginning. I left his office and never in my life felt so good. I, you, you know what cataracts, that coating over the eyes as you yeah. age? Well, I call this cataracts of the brain. Anyway, I, in one session, I felt like a new woman. So, of course, I had to have another session and another. And during this time, I'm in law school and I'm trying to pass what they call the baby bar. So anyway, I'm, um, you know, using his help to maybe get me there or whatever. But all the while, all I can think of is how awesome this hypnosis stuff is. I never even heard of hypnotherapy. And I just kept asking him sessions and it actually got to a point where I was just using my sessions with him to find out more about hypnosis. And he fits, and he finally said, look, I had a really good experience at this school in Tarzana called Hypnosis Motivation Institute, aka HMI. And, you know, you might go check them out. So, of course, I was on the phone immediately to HMI, <laughs> scheduled an appointment for a tour. And this was like now August 20th. And I've had three or four sessions with Jake at this point. And um, uh, I signed up that day. I called the law school the next morning and I started school the 21st. Wow, what a change. So I'm still heavy, right? I'm just like, okay, so now what do I do? So I, I'm working with Jake a little bit and he said, it was about a week or so later, he said, um, you know, I have a special certification in weight loss and hypnotherapy. I said, well, sign me up. He's like, ah, oh, you got to commit to nine weeks and you got to do what I tell you kind of thing. All right, Sure. And I would know somewhere along the way, I think those sessions I had prior kind of prepared me mentally to be ready, to be ready to go. So I started the weight loss with hypnotherapy on September 1st. I had already dropped 20 pounds by then. So I started at 230 pounds. And 15 months later, I dropped 75 pounds. And I did the... um, the nine weeks and that I just kept doing the maintenance and just kept doing what I was supposed to do. And I was seeing Jake about twice a month. And then I broke it down to like once a month or every three weeks or so, you know, my, that uh, it became such a uh, fascination to me. So I became certified in weight loss and hypnotherapy because it does work. It changed my behavior of food and, and eating and how I was feeling. It was amazing. That's so cool. That's really Mm -hmm. cool. Um, So within those 15 uh, months, what do you think was the process behind your weight loss journey? Like what were some of the things that you were asked to do or what were the steps that you guys took in the process? Well, you have to weigh yourself every day. And the director at HMI, George Kappas, he said, you know, some places they tell you don't weigh yourself, but you know what? I like to see that number and I like to see my daily progress. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He's right. So I weighed myself every day. I charted it. So I have a weight loss chart. 
every day. It was up and down, but for the most part, I was losing eight to 10 pounds a month. And I charted everything I ate. I wrote it down. If it was a piece of gum or a mint, I don't care. It, I, I always wrote it down because there were a couple times when my weight would stall. So Jake would be able to look at my weight progress and my food and figure out, well, on this day, you had this to eat. That's probably why it went up, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then um, we worked. I had to create a vision board oh. during uh, during the nine weeks and um, uh, uh, journaling stuff and journaling stuff uh, and just keeping track of really what my eating was and anything that was going on in my life at the time. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a very magical journey. And how did you feel when you realized that you're actually losing weight and everything is working perfectly? Oh my God. It was probably two weeks in and I'd already dropped about four or five pounds. And now my clothes are fitting a little bit looser. And now it's a month, (laughs) four or five weeks later. Oh, one of the things Jake had asked me, give me three reasons why you want to lose weight. And I can only come up with two. I said, vanity, of course, (laughs) and health. And I couldn't think of a third reason for a while. But then it occurred to me, it was about a month later, um, that I thought of it. But in May of 2017, I was building like a bookcase from Ikea. Mm -hmm. and, And I had to spread it out on the floor. Well, I couldn't sit down on the floor for very long and my legs would fall asleep, had poor, very poor circulation. Oh. So, and I'd forgotten about that, but I remember building that thing and I remember struggling with it because it just physically, it was, it was taxing on me. So then, um, six weeks or so into this program, uh, now we're back to October, I walked into my daughter's bedroom and I just sat down right on the floor, Indian style. And the mm-hmm. look on her face and the look on my face, because I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even realize I could do that until then. I'm like, wow, I can just sit down on the floor. I didn't have to crawl down on the floor. I didn't have to get on one knee or anything. I just sat right down. And the fun part was I was able to just stand right back up. It was like, <laughs> whoa. And I mean, she was like shocked too. So anyway, that was um, awesome. So then my third reason for losing weight became um, movement. So vanity, health, and movement. But then I changed the order after I met uh, an instructor named Lisa Mackenberg Uh uh, at HMI. She's amazing. She's a wonderful instructor and I love her to pieces. I love her. I I hadn't met her yet. And so she was teaching a class and I had no idea somebody could be that vain and, and happy about it and have fun with it. Not conceited. So I decided, okay, she, she beat me on the vanity part. <laughs> so, so it became health, vanity, and movement. But it really did make a difference because for the first time in like 20 years, I bought a dress. I had always worn skirts and oh. tops. Um, I never wore pants because I know what it looked like in them. And so um, I tried to wear pants, you know, when I was doing my job uh, back in 2016 or so. Um, I bought a pair of jeans for the first time in 20 years. It just made my job a little easier because I was a property manager Uh at the time. So, but I bought a dress. I'm like, oh my gosh, I bought this dress. Now, you got to understand when I started this whole thing, my pants, 26, were size women's 26. 
So now I, I, I didn't buy any more pants. I think, well, maybe one other pair. I think I bought a, a 22 and because the 26s became too big. But then I stopped buying pants. I was just bought this one dress and it was like a size 18 or 20. And I was so excited to be in a dress, wow. you know, and then I just, I felt so good. So it's like, you know what? I, I, I didn't mind my clothes, but my clothes, I always camouflaged my weight the best I could with busy clothes. Yeah lots of flashy jewelry and stuff like that. So I don't know, just, I wasn't exercising either, by the way, had not done any exercise, just my normal daily activity. Oh, okay. And, so with yeah. just changing your eating habits and mm-hmm. like maybe like some of your, some of your meals or maybe snacking, stuff like that. Well, actually the program I was on was called the 100 by Jorge Cruz. And I just mm-hmm. followed it. I followed it strictly for an entire month. Then a month worth of menus, a month worth of shopping lists. I just literally copy the shopping list, take it to the store, buy exactly what was on the shopping list. And that's what I cooked for a month, exactly what he said to do. And I remember um, George Kappas has a, a free self-improvement uh, video on YouTube about weight loss. And he even said he did the same thing. Now, he's not a real heavy guy, but he said he had to lose a few pounds for two solid weeks. He could get up a little bit, like to use the restroom or whatever, but he couldn't. He had to lay flat mm-hmm. because of something with his eye. And he said in two weeks, binge watching Netflix and following this Jorge Cruz program, he said, I lost 18 pounds. So, and basically it's just, it's low carb. Now don't confuse Mm -hmm. that with keto. It's low carb. There's a definite difference. And so I just backed my carbs down to 25 carbs a day. I didn't count calories. I didn't count anything. 25 carbs a day. That's Mm -hmm. how I did it. And I changed my behavior to adapt to 25 carbs a day. That's it. That sounds easy and doable. It does. And I think the hypnotically, it changed my behavior to make 25 carbs my priority. It, it, it helped change that behavior in my own head so that became, it, it became my new homeostasis. It was my new way to keep things the same. Mm-hmm. New way of expecting, new way of doing things. Uh-huh. Perfect. Exactly. So let's go. I'm going to ask you this more, maybe an intimate question. Um, So can you tell us about a session during your weight loss journey that you, that truly touched your heart, like where you felt like something significantly shifted? Yes. One of the things, um, Susie Kappas is the one that created this weight loss program and it's nine sessions. And one of the sessions is called Mm self-love. And I think it's the fourth or fifth session. And it was actually, um, he takes you on a journey. Well, the, the session, it takes you on a journey to um, just, for me, it was, you see a little girl and she's playing with some toys mm-hmm. and you just walk up to her and sit next to her and you play with some toys. You're just playing with her. And all of a sudden she looks up to you and you guys are chatting and talking and joking and whatever. And, and after a little while, she crawls in your lap and, she hugs you and says that she loves you. And then she says, I want to show you something. So this is all in hypnosis, of course. I'm mm-hmm. using my imagination. And she's like, I want to show you something. Let's go upstairs to my room. And so we go to her room and we're playing with more toys and seeing all these fun things. But as a special surprise, 
I'm going to take her outside to a special place where there's lots of fun things to do. So in my imagination, we went to the beach and we're flying kites and we're playing. And she keeps throughout all of this, she keeps crawling in my lap, telling me how much she loves me. And so at the very end, um, she crawled in my lap and she told me she loved me. And I was directed at that point. Now you need to tell her that you love her and that you will never forsake her. This is self-love. That little girl is you. Mm-hmm. Of course, I lost it at that point. Yes. Um, but it was like, I had no idea that's where he was headed with that little tidbit. But it probably gave me so much clarity. And he's right. You know what? Take care of me first. And I had always based all my decisions on how they affected other people. I always, me first was just to me a very selfish way to live. But, and there is a selfish way to live me first. But what I was doing was just, I thought I was just being selfless. Everybody else needs to be taken care of. And eventually someday I will. Yeah. But I'm no good to anybody if I'm not well. No, absolutely. So, so I had to get myself well, emotionally and physically healthy. So that one session, I mean, that was just the middle of the whole program, but it was, it, it, it um, made an impact on me. Wow. That sounds very deep. Like that sounds like mm-hmm. it clicked into your heart. It did. It did. Even to this day. Yes, I can tell you, you were very excited even just telling about that session and that whole imagination that you had. Yeah. Yeah. And even, I mean, he recorded all of the sessions and I have everything I'm recording Mm -hmm. and he, um, and every once in a while, maybe once a year or so I'll go back and I'll listen to it just kind of my reminder. Yeah, that's a good reminder. Yeah. Um, so what's one thing you wish you you had known before starting hypnotherapy, all this whole process in general? One wish I'd known? Yes. I wish I'd known about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no regrets about it. Yeah, I have no regrets about it whatsoever. Um, I just wish I'd learned new of it 30 years ago. It would have definitely been a game changer for me in my life. So if you're young out there and you're listening to this, <laughs> consider it. All you got to do is make a phone call. Talk to somebody. Talk to B. You'll be fine. Yes. Talk to anyone yeah. for that matter. Yeah. And get the benefits. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And overall, if you think about your weight loss journey or even the very first reason why you decided hypnosis, what do you think is the most important benefit that you received from hypnotherapy? Yeah my willingness to cooperate with myself. It's not something somebody does to me. It's something that I got to do with somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the things that I was lacking was attention. I gave attention to everybody in my life. I didn't get attention. You know, I craved it and I had no idea that I craved it so much until I started going through it. And, you know, Jake became uh, my rent-a-friend, if you will. (laughs) You know, I saw him once a week, and I got to talk to somebody, and I got encouragement, and I got honesty. You know, if I said something out of line, or if I was like, well, wait a minute, you really want to do that? And I got a second opinion. I got a, I had my my conscience, my Jiminy Cricket kind of thing. Mm. He was the beginning, for anybody out there who remembers the movie, My Fair Lady, uh, Professor Higgins took a 
a flower girl, a pauper, and turned her into a lady. Well, Jake was one of my professors. <laughs> That's so sweet. I'm sure Jake would love to hear all these comments, by the way. Well, uh, one of the things I didn't tell um, Jake until about eight months after I'd been seeing him, um, I had I had looked I had had a toothache about a year and a half prior to all of this, maybe two years, and I still had the Vicodin that the dentist gave me for the toothache, right? Mm-hmm. I thought this is really good to keep in handy because if you, it's really hard to get out of a toothache. When you have a toothache, it's one of the worst pains mm-hmm. until you can see your dentist. So I kept the Vicodin in case somebody in my family or whatever needed, you know, there was only like five or six of them in there. And uh, I was really seriously looking at that Vicodin the day, I mean, taking all of them, the oh. day I saw the ad. Now, I didn't have a plan or anything. I was just thinking, what do I do? Dr. Davis said, I'm in a really bad place. Do I make it worse? Will this make it better? I, I was really confused. Mm-hmm. So seeing Jake really, I didn't even think about it again. And it was months later before I even told him about it. But the way I told him is um, I had seen that there was a way to uh, make rosin paperweights. Mm-hmm. So I wanted a way to thank him. And, you know, I didn't, I, I already pay him money, but I just wanted a little symbol of his thanks. You know, he, I think he saved my life. So I got the rosin kit and I was putting this little thing together, this little square paperweight. And inside the rosin, I stuck a red lifesaver. And then I put all those Vicodin inside and I just oh. let it cure. So now it's in this paperweight. So when the paperweight cured and it was all done, it was about an inch and a half thick. And one side was very clear. And I took sandpaper and kind of, you know, you know, smoothed out the edges a little. But it was really hard to smooth it all out without a machine. And one side was very cloudy. And it really gave me a metaphor. You know what? I came to you mm-hmm. cloudy on one side. And now I'm clear. That's the other side. And the edges aren't smooth because we all have edges we need to smooth out in our life. Wow. I thought he was going to. I love yeah, that. He was, he was very touched, you know, and, and he says he keeps it on his desk now every day. So it became his, it became part of his legacy. You know, I literally, I told Jake, Dick, you literally, you saved my life and I appreciate it. Showing these people are the ones that helped me through just a really hard time. So I was very grateful. Mm-hmm. And now you're passing the torch and becoming that light for someone else, essentially. Well, yeah. For well, essentially, yeah. I my if somebody asked me what is your purpose, Isla, and I said to help as many people as I can achieve their very best. I thought it was through law because I am a sign language interpreter, and I am an advocate for the deaf. And I really thought becoming a lawyer would be helpful to that group, mm-hmm. and it would be. But I don't know that once I found hypnotherapy, it was like, this is my calling. Mm -hmm. I am a hypnotherapist to whoever needs my services. Um, So as a hypnotherapist and also someone who tried hypnosis as a client's perspective, what what, what is one thing you Mm -hmm. don't like about hypnotherapy that much? Um, When I'm not in session. (laughs) (laughs) the only thing in my opinion the only thing you can't do with hypnosis is complain about it you can't complain Mm because there's nothing to complain about it's there to help you achieve your best and you're i'm just a conduit we're just conduits 
to help someone learn how their subconscious mind works um, and tap into that. Cause you know, it's like 90% of our control over our conscious mind. So if we can manipulate that enough aware, not mind control, but self-aware cause there's self hypnosis and so you can self-aware and change it. Why some people mm-hmm. can quit smoking and just put the cigarette out because they took control. And they can yes. go cold turkey, but that is the number one reason why people will see a hypnosis hypnotist is to quit smoking. Yeah, it's a lot harder, yeah. a lot different. Yes. Um, so think of before you even tried hypnosis on this whole journey. What was a myth that you heard about hypnosis or losing weight with hypnosis that you learned to be true as you worked through this whole program? Okay. I didn't know. I, I came from a, a fundamental, fundamental independent Christian background for 25 years. And the opinion I had had was that hypnosis, because I didn't know anything about the word hypnotherapy. I hadn't heard of that until that day and um, when I saw Jake. But hypnosis was mind control. It was satanic. It <laughs> was evil. It was black magic. It was all these evil things. But when I started learning about it, I started to learn on my own research. Well, if you take a biblical perspective of that, Peter walked on water. If you read the New Testament, Peter walked on water, but he was staring at Jesus while he walked on water. How did that happen that Jesus didn't have him in trance? Trance Mm -hmm. is in in positive ways. Trance is listed throughout the entire Bible on and again and off again. People were in trance. And that's what a a hypnotist does. Trance. We put people in Mm -hmm. trance. Uh, not a bad thing. So I started learning about it and I got this little article from a pastor who had, he's a hypnotherapist. I don't think he went to HMI, but it gave some really good um, scriptural basis and not twisting it or anything about hypnosis. And you know what I started, it's like, I didn't know much about my view of it, even going in and seeing Jake for the first time. I was scared to death. How am I going to know this is working? So that first session, I even told them, I need something tangible. You know, helping me calm my anxiety is one thing. I need something tangible. So that first one, it's like, you know what? I had heard a Navy SEAL give a lecture about um, starting your day right. You know, starting your day with accomplishment. And for years and years and years, I never made my bed till you know twice a month when I changed my sheets. That's it. So, and I was just a poorly made bed, you know, whatever, just throw the whatever <laughs> and I'm, sheets are changed. I'm done. But something this guy said, um, he said, um, make your bed every day and don't just make it, make your bed. First of all, you start your day with accomplishment. And if you've had a crappy day and you go home, you look in your room and your bed's made. It just makes you feel good. So I remember that lecture that I listened to and I, Jake was asking me, uh, you know, so I told him, I said, I want to make my bed every day. But I, this is something tangible that I could see how, let's see if this works. Right. But I did, I wanted to make my bed every day. So he, he asked me why. And I said, cause I want to start my day with accomplishment. And that was um, 2017, 
August 3rd, I think. So three years. And I've missed making my bed maybe four times. Oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, I just, I don't know. It could be placebo. I don't care. I make my bed and I don't just make my bed. I do it pretty with the pillows and all that. Mm -hmm. I just got, I just, I've just been having fun with it. Oh, I love that. And you had your tangible evidence. Yeah, exactly. Gave me quick evidence. Exactly. Very cool. Um, So how do you think overall hypnotherapy changed the way that you think about yourself? Oh, I love myself. Not conceitedly. I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm a selfish person. Um, I'm, you know, and I did find something. I found out my highest value. It's kindness. Everything falls underneath kindness. So no matter what and no matter who I meet in this world, no matter what, I am going to show kindness to anybody. They can be a jackass. I'm still going to be kind to them. I love Just that. I'm going to be kind always going to be kind. It's going to be genuine kindness, not just because I want to show the world. No, I'm seriously, I don't care if anybody ever knows it. I am a kind person and I wasn't before. I was bitter and angry and in anxiety and probably hitting depression. Mm -hmm. And that's behind me. Kindness. And I get into my appreciation, which at the beginning of this, um, I told you I'd lost my sense of taste and smell. Yeah. And it's called anosmia. But because of that, it's my curse and it's my blessing. It became my appreciation. Had it not been for anosmia, I would not have this amazing life that I get to leave, lead right now and live in. Yes. I don't care if I never smell or taste again. If I can be this happy right now, I, it's worth it. I don't care. I'm just, I'm in so much appreciation in my life. It's incredible. I have great friends. I have an amazing support group. I'm seeing an amazing guy Wow! Um, in my life right now. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. I know. I can't imagine. I know it's not easy to say like, I don't care if I don't have my smell or taste even after now. I know it takes a lot of improvement, courage, and really being in a great place yourself to be able yeah. to make a statement like that. So I think that's yeah. really, really yeah. magical. It's my fight. My fight is I can choose to eat whatever I want as far as the the eating behavior. I just choose not to. I choose not to engage. Now, that's not every day. Some days. Yesterday, I blew it big time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a human. I had French, yeah. I had French toast, okay? <laughs> but, you know, so, when, and like today, uh, you know, I'm back at it, just at my low-carb. Mm-hmm. Uh, variety. So I'm, it's, it makes, puts me in my happy place and it, I feel physically, I feel good. My energy level goes up exponentially. Wow. That that's amazing. Um, so a few final questions. What do you think was the hardest part about the whole weight loss program? Um, gosh, you know, about four days into it, I went to my pantry and I threw away everything that was in a box. Wow. Uh, it was this 55-gallon trash bag. I mean, I think there were two of them. I even took a picture of it. I emptied my pantry because 
I don't eat anything. I don't prefer to eat anything out of a box. As a matter of fact, when I go grocery shopping, I grocery shop the parameter of a grocery store. If I need something down a specific aisle, I'll go down that I'll get it and I leave the aisle. So I'm not tempted to impulse shop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just meat, dairy, and produce, mostly produce. Everything is perishable for the most part. My pantry <clears throat> is usually just one little shelf in in a cabinet, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just a tiny little shelf. You know, I don't eat rice or tortillas or chips or anything. I don't keep any of that stuff. My snacks are <clears throat> string cheese and nuts and avocados, lots of avocados, mm-hmm. you know, hard-boiled egg here, beef jerky there, you know, kind of thing. Uh, maybe a handful of blueberries once in a while. Wow. That sounds very, very healthy. But that, but that hard part was, you know, you know what, I got to get rid of this. Yeah. This, I don't want to be tempted. I wasn't tempted, but I didn't want to be tempted. Yeah, of course. You want to be in control at all times, especially in the beginning right. stages. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, it was helpful. Okay. Um, and what advice would you give to someone who wants to lose weight with hypnosis? To do it. <laughs> Ask the hard questions. I know, just do it. But here's the thing. It's like being an alcoholic. If you go into recovery... You can never go back. Mm -hmm. You have to make the decision. It's not just losing weight with hypnosis. It's changing your life forever. And until you know what your limitations are, don't go back. Stay forward and keep focused. Wow. I love that. That's like very straightforward. So if Mm -hmm. someone wants to learn more about you, your story, or maybe wants to work with you, how can they, first of all, can they contact you? Absolutely. They, and you know what? I purposely do not have a website right now. Okay. Um, there's a lot, marketing story on that, but um, anybody can call me at 562-760-7723. I travel um, to, I can do house calls remote and I do currently have an office in Woodland Hills. And uh, or they can email me at ilabrock at gmail.com, which is I L A H B as in boy R O C K at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Well, it was so nice having you today. Thank you so much. I think this was really, really valuable for everyone out there to hear more about hypnosis, especially from a standpoint, a, a client standpoint, because I know there are a lot of wrong information out there. So thank you so much for being a part of this whole thing. And um, thank you so much for sharing your intimate and powerful journey with us. Excellent. You know, just real quick, B, I wanted to insert this. If anybody's interested in losing weight, whether you use hypnosis or not, and you just want a healthy lifestyle, here's a few things to think about. You need to drink 100 ounces of water a day. Mm -hmm. You need to eliminate as much sugar, including fruit, as possible. And get rid of all the ugly carbs that you eat. Mm-hmm. If you just get rid of the sugar and drink the water, keep your carbs down to under 30 a day. Just counting that. If you just did that much in two weeks, your life will change. Can you clarify the under 30 a day more? 30, less, 30 or less, 30 carbs a day or less. Okay. okay. Yeah, carbohydrates. Only, you know, just look at the packages. And if it's a tomato, then look it up like on the internet. You can look at what a tomato, you know, Mm -hmm. what the carbs are in a tomato. Actually, 
I don't count carbs in avocados or tomatoes. I don't eat, I call those free foods. <laughs> I'll eat two or three tomatoes. Sometimes in a day I'll eat two or three uh, avocados because avocados like nature's perfect food. It's got the perfect balance of fat and fiber and et cetera. Um, but um, other than those two uh, fruits, everything else I just calculate, like a cup of this iceberg lettuce is about three or four carbs. Okay. So you, you know, whatever goes into your mouth, you calculate it and you look at it. Okay. It'll be tough at the very beginning. And if you keep your good Mm -hmm. fats up high enough, like 20 uh, grams per meal or 30 grams per meal and, and keep your good fats up and your carbs low, you won't feel hungry. That's very good. Those are very good tips. Thank you so much. I think it'll really help. And yeah. if someone has more questions, maybe they can reach out to you from your email or your phone. Absolutely. And then maybe that would be a good new connection. Absolutely. Thank you so much, B, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Ayla. I'm looking forward to doing something with you again. And thank you again for being a guest. You got it. You take care. Thanks. Today, we had our very special guest, Isla Brock. Please check my episode notes to get the details and the links for all the people that were mentioned, all the resources that were mentioned. And if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at begum at b-hypnotize.com or visit www.mindoverbodypodcast.com. 